Welcome to the Why Not Podcast with me, Chrissy Hawkins. In a world where everybody always asks why, I'm here to ask, why not? I'll be breaking down the mindsets of guests as well as my own in a bit to find out what makes people say, why not? Hi guys and welcome back to Why Not. So today we are back with the interviews. I am going to be interviewing the wonderful Vicky Schilling. So Vicky is a business mentor for wellness business businesses. So she primarily focuses on the likes of nutritionists, nutritional therapists, yoga coaches, or PTs like myself, that kind of thing. And she is, in fact, actually my business mentor at the moment. I am part of one of her groups. So we talk all things about setting up a business and how it takes time and that it's not just an overnight thing. People think it's overnight because they see success, but they don't realize the amount of work goes in the background. We talk about recently becoming a new mom as well and juggling the business with that as well. And also her new group program called The Core, which is launching this week. So I think it is closed now, but there will be more, I think, in the future. I've no doubt she'll be running another one in the future. So do keep your ears open for that. And yeah, well, great little conversation, especially uh, as it's something that I think we all struggle with and we can always do with a bit of help when we are growing our own businesses. It's not as easy as we think it's going to be. So getting some help and investing in it is really worth it. So here I am today with today's episode with Vicky Schilling. And as ever, if you want to walk and listen or sit back and enjoy, just make sure we enjoy the episode. Hi guys, and welcome back to the Why Not podcast. So today I have got Vicky Schilling. So Vicky is a business mentor for wellness entrepreneurs and I'm going to let Vicky introduce herself a little bit more. So welcome to the podcast, Vicky. How are you? Very good. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for coming on. So would you like to tell everyone all about who you are and what do you do? Yeah, absolutely. So as you said, I am a wellness business mentor. So I help health practitioners, anyone in that wellness space. So people like you, personal trainers, nutritionists, health coaches, mindfulness teachers, yoga teachers, any of those people turn that expertise into income. So I am really dedicated to making people that up and go, you know, call themselves a solopreneur, make that as simple and straightforward and supported as possible. And I do that through one-to-one mentoring, through a membership program and through digital training. And I have just launched my first group program as well teaching all of that practical stuff but also the mindset shifts that need to come with it as well the mindset one's definitely a big part of it isn't it the mindset stuff is usually the problem a lot of people think it's the practical things and that's what covers it up and then when you start digging into it you realize actually I do know how to do the practical bit it's just what's going on in my head that I really need to battle that's absolutely true I know I, I, I'm part of one of Vicky's groups so um <laughs> It's definitely an issue that I've had. Um, what made you get into this this space, I suppose? Excellent question. Um, I didn't always do this. I used to work in the classical music industry, so completely different. But I was struggling towards the end of a decade doing that with irritable bowel syndrome. So, have, And I was traveling a lot for work and was very busy, very stressful job. Um, and it was really starting to get me down, really starting to interfere with my life. So I really wanted to 
do something about it, really approach and have a fresh look at my nutrition and what I was eating and how I was living and started doing that joined Instagram at that point, this is 2016, and was like, oh my God, look at all these amazing people doing all this stuff in the health and wellness world, putting out amazing things, retraining themselves as things like nutritionists and health coaches and all of that, um, and, and helping the world to be healthier. And I just was absolutely fascinated by it. So I started blogging um, and learning myself how to sort of grow an audience through social media and a mailing list and blogging and getting my website found and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and I kind of knew I wanted, at first it wasn't going to be a business. It was just going to be a, a nice part-time fun thing to do. But eventually I was like, I know I want to do something in this. I just don't know what. And it wasn't until I discovered coaching more generally and really listening to the people that were in my audience asking me questions like, well, how did you do your website? And how do you start working with people? And how do you decide what to charge? And all of these kind of things. I was like, that's the bit I really enjoy helping people with. So it's very much born of my own love and interest in particularly food, but wellness and health and eating well and feeling well, um, but a kind of mishmash there of how I love to help people. And I am... I do enjoy teaching people, making things as easy as possible and, and bringing people together. So that's that's why I do what I do. Yeah, that's almost been a big change going from classical music into coaching. <laughs> uh, yes, quite big. Um, yeah, it was like I say, when I joined Instagram and looked at all these people that were leaving their full time jobs to become health coaches, for example, I was like, I this is just so foreign to me. I was so immersed in my parents are both musicians. It's always what I've done. I played in orchestras myself. I was traveling and taking orchestras to China and South America and all these amazing places, which obviously on the surface, it sounds incredibly glam glamorous, but I wasn't after a while feeling particularly fulfilling it was all sort of became about the money and how much money you're making from that tour and what you know it, it wasn't lighting me up anymore so yeah it was it was a big change I'd never done any website building I'd never done any online marketing I'd never even you know knew what Instagram was or social media marketing was we had a whole marketing department in the agency I worked for or, or some of the orchestras but I never got involved in any of that stuff so yeah totally different lots of self taught taught stuff that I needed to learn going on courses studying with people watching what everybody else did um but yeah um a total shift from what I was doing before yeah <laughs> completely different I think there's a lot of people actually um I would say late 20s early 30s who switched over like anyone I know my age because I'm 29 who are PTs a lot of them done something first and then changed and yeah. uh I think it's there is something about that turning 30 point where you're like, is this it? Like, is this like I've worked, I worked really hard in my 20s. And I was climbing up that ladder and because it was the arts, it, well, I wouldn't consider it like a corporate career, but it was mm. very much like this is the path you're on and you're getting known in this industry. And and after all, I, that kind of hit that marker and not not that I felt particularly bad about turning 30. It was just like, is this is this it you know is this this what I really want to be doing all the time and yeah like I say just suddenly taking that more interest in in a, in a hobby thing for me um in in health and wellness was like there are other things I could do I could think about my life and the possibilities of how I work and where I go in a completely different way it was like like mind mind blowing how long how long did it make you to take make take you to make the change into it a long time um so 
2016, 1st of January, you know, like a good new year, new you <laughs> bunny, like we always are. I joined Instagram, I signed up to Pinterest and I started changing my health and, you know, looking more carefully at what I ate. Then I started the blog in April that year. And it wasn't until the following year, the following January that I handed my notice in, um, mainly on the basis that I had met an Irish man that wouldn't leave Ireland and therefore I needed to leave London and leave the UK and come to live give it go living with him but also because over the course of that year I felt like oh you know this this could like turn into something I'm trying to get make sure I've got my dates right on this um so yeah quit the job moved to Ireland still didn't really know what I was going to do I just kind of had a blog and an interest and a love of it and then started working part-time or some kind of contract work in music um and then wasn't until the following year I started running retreats I gave that a go um and then trained as a coach and was like okay I think I can get this up and running so then started running started doing my coaching from 2019 so making that you know, as, as much as my full-time work as I could while still doing a bit of music contracting and then 2020, like absolutely full on into it, had enough clients, had enough, you know, started the membership, all of that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's been a long journey. I think it's really important that people know that as well, that it wasn't just an overnight decision. And then magically I'm fully booked and everything's going great. Like it, it takes yeah. a long time. Do you think people underestimate the amount of time it will take? Yeah. And I think unfortunately um, that is born of watching a lot of people on the internet market themselves and say I you know this happened overnight or I did this in six weeks or I can teach you how to do this in six months and that kind of um vibe and message about it which I don't think is very healthy um yeah. I think it makes people think that they are a failure and that they're no good or that they're doing it wrong in some way if it doesn't um happen that quickly and I think it's much more normal for it to take weeks months and maybe even years to get to where you want what are the biggest challenges to starting your own business you found well we touched on mindset Chrissy but I honestly believe it's you like yourself <laughs> the stories that you tell yourself and the 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 mindsets and the beliefs that actually you don't even realize are in there I think I think that was the biggest challenge I don't think anyone really prepared me or warned me that the personal development journey that you have to go on, the, the realizations of the stories you tell yourself, the crap that you that goes on in your head, the negative self-talk, the awful money mindset beliefs that you have, all of that stuff is what's going to get in your way of being really successful and being, you know, comfortable in what you're doing. Yeah. So I I do think I do think it's you and what's in your head. I don't I think that's far more of a challenge to overcome than learning how to build a website or learning how to be good at selling or learning how to put something out on social media. Like it's the mindset stuff for me. Yeah, I think you're right, definitely. Um, it's something that happens to me all the time as well. <laughs> I've done for ages. How do, you, how do you overcome these things? I am a real believer in slowly chip, chip, chipping away at these things because I think when they are deep-seated beliefs and statements, so for example it might be um you know or any kind of negative thought that this is never going to work or you're never going to be able to make money doing this or no one will ever 
pay you or you're not good enough or like all of that kind of stuff for me those are stories that your brain has been telling you for a long time sometimes unfortunately and so it takes quite a while to undo it the first step for me is noticing it just that kindness compassion neutrality like oh that's where my brain's gone again that's where my brain today has decided on waking up and that when I first started my business it was like that every morning my husband would go off to work and my brain would just be going absolutely haywire what are you doing wasting your time like this isn't really you need to get a real job all of that going to town and just trying to notice and observe those thoughts and then slowly trying to change them and insert other thoughts other more helpful or even just neutral thoughts to counteract the negative ones and I think that takes a long time so I would record myself saying more positive affirmations I would read lots of books and I know you through the membership you've been reading some of the books that I recommend as well around particularly around money mindset and you know what you can achieve and do and so I'd, I'd record myself and literally just you know walk into the shops have my headphones in and listen to me saying these positive affirmations about what I'm capable of and what and it might sound it probably sounds completely mental but that for me is was the work of slowly unpicking and changing how my brain was wired and what it kept saying to me so that in conjunction with listening to great supportive podcasts joining memberships and other things where you can see other people have success and that they can do it and that it is achievable you know sending your ma- your brain as many messages as possible that you are capable this is going to work everything's going to be fine you are wildly successful and it's all coming to you I think that's the way you said that about sounding mental. It's kind of funny that people think you're weird telling yourself good stuff. But if you're giving out to yourself 24-7, that's okay. Like, it might not be on a loop on your headphones, but it's it's in your head, which is worse almost, isn't it? Yeah, and you're right. Like, why is that so, so bizarre? I, th- I suppose we... I don't know, particularly in the UK and Ireland, we are very self-deprecating and, and especially in Ireland with this concept of having notions like who does she think she is if she, you know, constantly telling herself she's so fabulous and everything's going to be great and she, all the money she wants is coming to her. But you need to be telling yourself that because then it, it, it what it does is it changes how you show up and what actions you take and what you do in your daily life so that you start seeing those results. If you keep keep telling there is a quote isn't there that goes around it's like you know you've been telling yourself negative stuff for years and it hasn't worked how about trying something different like just yes. give it a go and see see what happens if you start telling yourself positive things and uplifting things instead of negative all the time exactly yeah that's that's so true um when you started said you were going to go into your own business how did people around you receive that or were they like were they supportive or kind of are you sure um on the whole very supportive I can remember having a conversation with one lovely friend who said if there's anyone in our friendship group that can do this it's you which I really remember I remember vividly where I was standing on the tube platform having that conversation with her so generally very supportive however none of my family or friends and I know a lot of people come from these kind of very entrepreneurial families nobody around me had run their own business before it was not something that was familiar to me at all so I had to work quite hard to 
find pay for insert myself into communities where this was normal to work for yourself to earn your own money put together your own packages and offers and 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 earn your own income rather than be a PIYE um, employee my my parents like I mentioned are both musicians so technically they're self-employed but that's it's very different because they're you know they have a musician's union that dictates the rates and you know you are technically employed it's not the same as coming up with your own products and suite of offers and things it's quite different so on the whole they were very supportive however I certainly did have a conversation I one again a vivid vivid recollection of a conversation I had with my mother where she was basically the voice of my inner critic and said all the things that I, I was worrying about as well. well why would anyone want to pay you why can't people just do stuff themselves like you just figured it out by yourself why would anyone bother paying you and I was like I don't need to hear this <laughs> no you don't <laughs> um which is why I there are certain people that obviously you can't cut out from your life and you don't want to cut out from your life because they're very loving and supportive in other ways but I choose not to have certain conversations and certainly about my work with certain people that I know just don't get it or don't aren't able to say the things that I I need to surround myself with it's not that I'm blinkered to hearing negative things it's just that there's certain things I don't need to hear when I'm trying to build a business yeah it's like your mummy means well but she doesn't really know what's going on really is it like no and that's the voice of the inner critic ultimately is there's someone that's trying to protect you and keep you safe and like why would you do that like that's a bit scary and it's very vulnerable and what happens if no one pays you and like that is what the inner critic is it's trying to keep you safe it's trying to keep you small which is obviously what our moms are all trying to do sometimes (laughs) but unfortunately that's not very helpful when actually in order to set up your own business you need to be pushing out of your comfort zone stretching the boundaries doing things that feel a little bit vulnerable and scary um where they they're trying to keep you safe and not doing those things you also recently became a mum didn't you so how is that uh running your own business and having a newborn baby um I was going to use the word busy interesting full-on um at the time we're recording this she's six and a half months old now and uh we don't have any childcare at present so we are doing everything ourselves and obviously with lockdown we haven't had I haven't been able to see my family back in the UK no one's met her so between me and my husband we've looked after her completely and I went back to work after three months which was entirely my choice always the plan anyway um and yeah it's just a lot it's a lot to fit in um it's way more fun than I expected being a mum which is good thing yeah which is good because a lot of people (laughs) tell you it's awful and it ruins your life and it it doesn't it's been really enriching and really enjoyable and as the Irish say she's great crack she's great fun to be (laughs) around I do enjoy being with her and, and seeing her grow but it means daytime when my husband's not here and I'm looking after her, I really can't get any work, like proper significant chunks of work done. So it means I'm trying to fit things in at the moment until we get childcare sorted um, in evenings and weekends and little pockets of time here and there. Um, but do you know what? It's it's not forever. It's just the way it's working at the moment. I'm very happy to do it because I love my work and I love hanging out and looking after her. And I'm hoping I've got childcare sorted from September onwards. So I'm going to have some mornings back to myself while she's with a childminder. So yeah, it's it's full on, but I love I love all of it. And that was the whole point of working for myself that I get to be flexible and, and do it like this. So what are you going to do now when she is 
gone to childcare, you're going to be like, no, no, hold on. No, we'll have her back. <laughs> I'll work the evenings again. <laughs> I'm not going to know myself, Chrissy. I'm going to be like, oh my God, there's all this time and I can actually work. And yeah, like I don't need to work until, you know, midnight, one in the morning anymore. I can actually just get things done. I just don't know what I'm going to do. And you're right. I probably will miss her an awful lot and I'll be worrying and asking for photos and seeing how she is and, you know, asking for, oh, don't worry. You don't need to look after her today. It's fine. Um, so yeah, I'm sure it will come round to that as well. But equally, I know as and when I'm comfortable with her and whoever she's with, that I will get absorbed. I can get really in the zone in my work as well and not worry about her. And so I hopefully will create a nice balance. Yeah. And your husband, so he's he's back in the office then at the moment. Is that why he's uh, or... So he's, um, well, it's not frontline. So he works um, in revenue. Um, so he works down in Dublin Port. And so he had to, and always had, even during lockdown, has always been going into work. So actually, I think for our relationship and our own sanity, it's been absolutely great because it meant even while I was pregnant and during lockdown, he was still going into work. I was still doing all of my work online. And actually our lives in a way haven't been massively impacted, haven't changed a huge amount. Um, but yeah he does shift so it does mean that I can look after the baby in the morning early afternoon and then he comes home and then I can do my my calls and podcast recordings like this and and, and stuff in the afternoons when he can look after her that's cool because if you do shift works probably makes it in a sense a little easier because you can plan for the shifts yeah that's it like we've I've got I've got my virtual assistant to put in my his availability for the rest of the year so I know exactly when I'm available what times I can do so yeah it really does make a big difference having shift work like that and it's just worked really really well with the baby and with my flexible business yeah actually you spoke about IBS having IBS when you were working in your previous business and was that what kind of drove you to kind of wellness as well like having the IBS symptoms and kind of looking into ways of helping it yeah it did and actually it was interesting we were talking about turning 30 weren't we it was that was my around my 30th birthday and realizing I didn't want to keep having these attacks of really bad bloating you know diarrhea and needing to run to a bathroom or you know whatever else the horrible IBS symptoms are um I really needed to address it but of course working and living in London everything is actually is interesting when I was dating my husband and we were going back and forward he used to say there was London Vicky and then there was Dublin Vicky there was like <laughs> London Vicky was like switched on all the time very you know busy I suppose stressed really like without even realizing it I was enjoying my life but I was really full-on you know commuting traveling working really hard I'd be putting together these deals and things for orchestras and then sometimes they would you know things would fall through and it'd be huge amounts of money and lots of negotiating going on you know all of that kind of stuff it was quite stressful so I and the only other like wellness thing that I'd really was familiar with was going to the gym and working really hard there as well and pushing myself so yeah it was it was like a what I tried to do as well as changing my diet and just paying a lot more attention I, I did do the whole very extreme cutting a lot of things out and yeah. then slowly introducing them again was start meditating you know using headspace and actually eventually I was approached because of the blog by a yoga brand and said would you like a one-to-one -one yoga class if you review it on your blog and I was like um, oh and I won tickets to a yoga festival and before that I was like yoga waste of time you know if I'm going to get in my gym clothes I'm going to work hard I want to sweat and actually that's been a total 
you know, eye opener and learning for me as well, realizing how important um, yoga was and that as a different way to look after myself and, and calm my brain down and look after my body and strengthen my body as well. So yeah, the whole thing, the whole journey, the whole experience of sharing it, blogging it, connecting with people online has just added more and more elements. It was never in the end just about the food. It's, it's the whole thing, isn't it? The whole holistic lifestyle stuff. And actually with the IBS symptoms, I barely get them anymore. Like I'm just in such a different space and I'm much more in control of the stress levels and what I do um, and what I eat and when I eat that um, I don't get them anymore. So your body was telling you, okay, this is a bit much, a bit too much of a stressful environment. I think that's it. And I did, I listened to a podcast that a friend had done actually where she explained that. And I was like, do you know what? I'd never really thought of it like that, but I think it was, I think it is your body is sometimes telling you things quietly, 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 quietly. And it gets louder and louder. Eventually it's just screaming at you isn't it that you need to do something and change yeah definitely no it will let you know isn't it if you ignore it like it'll come up somewhere and there's so many people I have heard of that yeah. they have had like physical symptoms and it's to do with stress or over overworking what you're doing you know yeah exactly and your body will let you know and I think even if like I say you don't I didn't even realize it it's only now in hindsight that I can see what I was doing to my mind and my body and how I, I think it was just that I didn't know that there was another way I didn't see that there was another way and that's mm -hmm. why when I say I you know joining Instagram looking at these other people living and working and doing things in a different way it was honestly a total revelation to me that there could be another way of earning money and living your life yeah I think as well as if you grew up around like musicians you're probably like oh this is how we do it <laughs> This is how you go. You're kind of, you're kind of taught, isn't it? Like um, when you're younger, it's like, get up or grow up, go to college, get your whatever job you're doing and keep doing that until you retire. And then you live your life. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, life exactly. Like and then to see other people, other people do it another way was just, oh, oh, it doesn't have to be like that. I don't, I don't have to do it that way. I can, could do it. I can remember vividly actually the girl, who it was who I noticed I, when I first joined Instagram it was a lot of food food bloggers and beautiful food photography they were doing and recipe development and that's you know what where I was hanging out online and what I was spending a lot of time doing and it was a girl I think in Australia and there was a picture of her I'd probably be able to find if I scroll back far enough on her feed um holding a big bunch of flowers with all her colleagues saying I'm quitting my job so that I can go and do food development and food photography for people and I was just like what this is absolutely insane amazing like that you can do this and it just it plants that little seed that you can do something else it really does yeah it does show you that other thing and I think well I think some people as well it doesn't show the one downside is it doesn't show the amount of work it takes to get into that section but yeah, yeah that's the only downside isn't it it's like people are like oh yeah so she did that and I was like okay yeah. did you watch what you've been doing for the last four yeah. years on Instagram like and you're right, because I wonder, obviously I joined at a point where she was, she'd been doing it for a good few years as well. And she'd presumably honed her skill, built a very big audience for herself, all of that kind of stuff. And you're right, like 
all I saw was the glamorized version with these beautiful food photos and her with this big bouquet of flowers saying I'm quitting my job and I'm gonna go off and do this for a living um but yeah you don't see the full story which is what I really try with my content and with you guys in the membership and with clients to really explain like you've it's it's chip chip chipping away all the time all these little tweaks and changes in your mindset and honing your message and all of that that does add up and even I get sucked into it still I still like I I get invitations to do certain things speak at certain events or you know talk on on a certain podcast or get approached for 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 something I think this is it this is gonna be the big thing this is like suddenly I'm gonna you know hit the big time and every time it it never (laughs) was that one thing And and really I have to keep reminding myself it's never one thing it's it's compound effect of all the little things that I do on a daily basis that keep me growing and keep me expanding not like one magic thing that's just going to happen overnight yeah exactly that's why you named to kind of just start now as well isn't it because the book the, like you can be waiting for the big thing forever can't you yeah waiting for this one big moment that suddenly is the the, the realization or the like the perfect time it's not nothing ever will be nothing ever will be the one thing that will everything will suddenly slot into place if you don't start you won't ever learn and find out what's going to happen on that journey so you just start from wherever you are with whatever skill you have with whatever knowledge you have in your head and just know that you'll you'll go where you're meant to yeah I think as well do you ever find I don't know this happens to me sometimes and you're like with content you're like this is gonna fly this is gonna do amazing I have so many people on to me and then you're like crickets and then you put something up that's completely half-arsed and suddenly you've got like it's exploding and you're like what (laughs) that's so so true and I've done that so many times and again you'd think I can't remember how I'm I'm nearly up to having posted a thousand times I think on Instagram I was like you would think that I'd bloody learned by now that whatever it is yeah I'm at 960 four posts at the moment but you would think I'd have learned that but you're right the ones that I pour so much time and energy and I'm like this is it it's going to go massive it's going to get shared by hundreds of people it's going to be like this huge conversation starter they're just they just disappear into the night and then other ones you pop back on you're like oh that's still gone completely ballistic so <laughs> yeah you're right you you never know you're never really in control of it all you can do is keep showing up putting stuff out there being honest being visible being vulnerable helping people trying to be of service all the time and just see what happens yeah because if you don't show up keep showing up obviously you don't that potentially viral thing won't won't happen at all like I think I noticed that most actually on things like Twitter if you look at people who've managed to post a tweet which has gone viral you know like something really funny or like really poignant or something that suddenly tens of thousands of people have retweeted when you go to their accounts they're quite prolific tweeters like they're practicing and testing and trying things out all the time and putting out probably a lot of crap like you know 80-90% of what they're putting out is not landing the mark is not hitting notes with people is not being retweeted and reshared but in order to do that in order to learn how to or finally land on that piece of golden content you have like you say you have to be showing up you have to be doing it you have to be what does Brené Brown say putting yourself into the arena like you have you have to be doing it in order what was it yeah in order to be great like you have you have to you have to start you have to be doing it yeah 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 no I know what you're talking about (laughs) I'm trying to think what that quote is yeah, I'm trying to think of it as well. I know what you're saying there as well. 
It's like, there's no, like, there's... It's, you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. That's it, yeah. There we go. Or the only time you ever truly fail is when you don't do anything at all. You don't start at all. Absolutely. And do you know what? I've just used that. And someone's just signed up for my group program. And she said exactly that. Um, I'm afraid of failure, but I'm also afraid that if I don't do this, you know, I'll never know. And I said, really, the only failure, and again, very much in inverted commas, is if you don't do it at all. And yeah. otherwise, if as long as you're in the arena and you're giving it a go, I love the phrase I ran the marathon, London Marathon a couple of times. I remember my sister saying to me, you're lapping everyone on the sofa. It doesn't really matter how slow you're going. If you're showing up, if you're doing something, if you're putting yourself out there, you're learning and you are doing more than most people. So like pat yourself on the back and look at the positives of that. I love that one. <laughs> lapping everyone on the sofa. That is brilliant. <laughs> so, OK, I think that is most of the things I have to ask you but I have one last question which is when I ask everyone and people kind of go (laughs) and it's what is the best advice you've ever been given you can pick more than one because I have let everyone else do what is the best advice I've been given oh it's really hard isn't it Mm. Uh, immediately my brain always goes to the worst advice I've ever been given which was when I was being mentored by a man in the classical music industry. And he just said to me, when I said, oh, what do I do at this point in my career? And what should I do? He said, just stop worrying about it, get married, have a baby, and then you'll stop worrying about your, your job so much. And I was like, oh. <laughs> That's such a man answer, isn't it? Such a man answer. Um, like that I can't be or shouldn't be ambitious and thinking about my career because I sh- like I just chill the hell out if I just got married and had a baby. I don't know if you've noticed, but I've done both of those things and I'm still absolutely <laughs> hell bent. Just about to say that. I was like- <laughs> so the best advice was probably the opposite of that, really. Like I I think keep showing up, like keep keep working at it keep going I think the compound effect actually the podcast I recommend to people where I picked up that that um, term with the compound effect is Brooke Castillo at the life coach school and she did an episode on that with the compound effect and actually talked about how she's done with her podcast it's interesting we're doing this for a podcast Mm -hmm. and she's like when I got started I didn't really know where it was going and I wasn't great at doing it but I just showed up every single week Monday afternoons I sat down and I kept recording and I kept going and now I've got this amazing bank of you know recordings and this podcast and it helps serve my business and all of that kind of stuff and I was like it's such a good um like metaphor for what we should all be doing in our lives like just keep chipping away at things not especially like we've been talking about not expecting one magic you know aha moment uh, overnight success story and just keep showing up and, and and learning and growing as you go keep believing that the compound effect I, I have that as one of my like you know mantras that is every every little thing that I am doing is moving me forward it's getting me towards my goals is is helping me achieve what I want to achieve like nothing is ever wasted that's another big one I say to all of you guys clients like nothing you do even if it feels like you want to throw your laptop out of the window and you can't you know you can't get on board with what you're doing like even that time is teaching you something so keep going yeah no that's that is really really good and I think that's solid advice as well and especially like it's so like it's so you (laughs) and your business message as well you know I mean you know you know you are living that message so and I think that is the best way to teach people isn't it like just live it and show how you do it yourself rather than just talking the talk you gotta walk the walk 
yes exactly yeah there's no point selling a story that if you don't believe it yourself people will find out I think if you're not actually authentic people will realize after a certain amount of time okay so that is everything Vicky can you tell everybody where they can find you you can find me best place to go is vickyshilling.com um all the links are there um and best most active social media platform is on instagram and i'm vicky.shilling there so do come and have a chat and drop into my direct messages and you're launching a new program soon as well so. Yep. so I'm launching a group program it's called the core and it's to teach people all of the core things that I think you need to set up a successful and sustainable wellness business so all of the stuff right from goal setting packaging up pricing selling the big thing that freaks people out website and social media strategy all of that kind of stuff to get all that groundwork laid so yeah that's that's my bag at the moment so if you are thinking of doing something get on that because Vicky's a great coach, so or a mentor. <laughs> and as ever, guys, you can still find me on TikTok or Instagram at Chrissy H Fitness. And thanks again for joining us today, Vicky. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you again for listening to the Why Not Podcast. It really means a lot that you are listening in. And I would love if you could please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or subscribe on Spotify. And always, I'd love to hear feedback personally. So if you do want to leave me a message and let me know how you found the podcast, please do.